Hi, Amber. Hi, Megan. Welcome to Bad Movies Rock. Why, thank you, Megan. Megan, welcome to Bad Movies Rock, where here in Vermont, the crickets aren't just judgmental and in my head. Hey, congratulations, Amber. It's most of my background noise right now is crickets, because it's the early evening. Mm-hmm. And I live in the woods. In the woods! Yes. With the crickets. Where the crickets also live. They're still judgmental. Mm-hmm. But they're yeah. real this time. They're, but they're, at least they're, real. they're external. They're external crickets. Circus mm-hmm. music, currently still internal. That's probably for the best. Yeah, it would probably mess with our audio a little bit, Amber. Mm-hmm. Okay, it's external again. Mm-hmm. Sorry, where are we? Uh, we watched a movie. We watched two movies, actually. Uh, we did, yeah. But the, fir- but the one we're going to talk about, first at least, is called journey to the center of the earth the 2007 2008 version with brendan fraser yay the only one that really matters yeah apparently there are like 14 other ones but people have been making and remaking this jules verne book into a movie so many times amber fucking vernians jesus (laughs) anywho megan yes amber you had not seen this movie before I had not. Excellent. Um, so could you give me a detailed description of its mm-hmm. events? Yes, I can. So this movie is about Hannah, who's played by Anita Bream. And it's about how she is the most fucking prepared mountaineer guide that I have ever seen in my entire life. Oh, okay. Um, that, mm-hmm. was, that was it? That was the... That's the whole thing. That's okay. Uh, this is about... A very prepared mountain guide. Yes. She is ready for anything. It's basically like a biopic of the best Icelandic mm-hmm. mountain guide to yes. ever live. Absolutely. Okay, cool. I'm, I'm fine with that. That that works. Um, Good. Nothing else happens. We did mention Brendan Fraser was in this movie, so he must be around there somewhere. Um, he's the one who hires the most prepared mountain guide in history. Okay, so like he's he's you know he's he's got a good head on his shoulders too. Yeah. Okay, and he also I believe brings a, a young child with him. He brings he brings his nephew with him who he hasn't seen for like I don't know almost ten years or something. Something along those lines. He's played by a a little bitty Josh Hutcherson. Yeah. Which, had, yeah. <laughs> I just he's so little. He's like a he's like a little version of himself in this movie. Yes, Megan. That's what we all are when we are children. Little versions of ourselves. He was so short, Amber. Yes, first we start short, and then we grow bigger. Um, that's aging. Yeah. That's the aging process. Yeah. So when, he, we, um, when we have a young so... Josh Hutcherson, we have a small, small version of, of the one we He's know so today. Yeah. Yes. Yes, he is. He was. A little face. Oh, yep. Very good with a yo-yo. It's like ridiculously good and that did not come into play it didn't did it come up fuck later, right he's a fucking yo-yo savant all of a sudden he's like what the fuck is that and brent fresh is like oh it's the psp of when we were kids he's like oh mm-hmm. can i see that let me do every trick known to man just off the bat i'm super good at this and we're like oh this will definitely come up later once they journey to the center of the earth with the best mountain guide and most prepared mountain guide to ever walk mm-hmm. these lands no yep it never came no. up never what the it it was it was Chekhov's yo-yo and Chekhov never showed. Yeah, yeah, it was. I was astounded, just simply astounded. I like part of me wants to think that maybe the 
actor is like actually like a yo-yo savant and like wanted to show off. That would be my presumption because we saw his face. It did seem like he was the one doing it, at least for mm-hmm. some of them. And, or maybe it was just they wanted to use the 3D effects. This yeah. was very, it was very, this was a 3D movie. Mm-hmm. That and it also shows. happened to be about journeying to the center of the earth. Yeah. So Amber, what did your critics say about this movie? Oh, well, the critics, Megan. Oh, uh, you know, it was like a thing that happened, according to the critics. Uh, 57 <laughs> for critics and 53 for users on Meta. I was 61 and 51 for Rotten Tomatoes. Okay, all right. This yeah. is pretty pretty close. Pretty yeah. close, as yeah. they tend to be with these mid, mid-range movies. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, people mostly, um, my critics mostly said it was forgettable and for younger audiences, essentially. Yep, same blurbs over here. Forgettable. Mm-hmm. Uh, eight-year-olds will love it. It's mm-hmm. a thing that happened. The 3D effects are the most interesting part of it the acting isn't great the story isn't great the plot is paper thin but you know there was 3d and dinosaurs and we might have learned some stuff about science so uh your middle schoolers will enjoy this picture yeah which i guess i'm a middle schooler at heart amber indeed you know what i didn't like what's that amber a.o scott's review oh that's surprising or I, I guess the blurb from a.o scott's review sure it's, I, I know this must surprise you, but for some reason, reading this line, if this movie is not a ride, then what is it? One thing it may not be, quite, is a movie. Fuck you, A.O. Scott. That makes zero sense. The fuck is that shit? No. Go away. Just go away. Just just go away. Go away from my view. Mm -hmm. It's a romp, Amber. It's a fun romp. A romp, you say? I say. Oh, well, if you say, fuck these other guys, I much more care about your opinions, which is why I'm talking to you, and not these mostly white and male numbskulls. Yeah. Thanks, Amber. You're welcome. You also also don't know their numbers, too. Hey, technology can get me whatever I want, I assume, if Mm -hmm. I was really invested in it. That's a good point. Lucky for them, and for you. Mm -hmm. I am not invested in many things. Excellent. Hmm. Anyway, Amber, um, you know what other movie we watched? Because it's like kind of a two for this this I podcast here. Do remember which movie we started watching, thinking this will be fun? Then this will be fun. We'll do something different. Yeah, do something different, Amber. Let's do something different than kind of your your action comedies or your action actions or your action horrors. Let's let's do like a light hearted kind of fun little comedy comedy. Yeah, silly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, it's about it's, cheerleaders. It's just something that we're both kind of we we think we remember being fond of this movie. You know, it's it's has a surprising twist to it. It does. You know, maybe more socially conscious than you would expect a movie from the two thousands to be. You mm-hmm. know, so, on something that seems this kind of frivolous and silly. Yeah. Fuck me, we were so goddamn fucking oh, wrong. Wow. Yeah. So we started Bring It On. We ended up finishing it after we um we watched. Uh, journey to the center of the earth but just we thought we were going to be able to do that movie and about half an hour in both of us thought we can't do this this movie won't be fun for anybody to listen to us talk about no no i or yeah at least not for a whole podcast exactly 
I almost think we finished watching it to punish ourselves for thinking we should do it. Yeah. Mm. Uh, so bring it on, folks. If if you if you remember it, it is it. Would you say it's worse than the last movie we did that we sort of used as a cautionary tale? Oh, Con Air. That's Con that, Air. That's the one. I think. Oh gosh, it's hard to say. There. Okay, Con Air. Kind of. There was some like systemic racist shit in it that I didn't consider at the young age I watched that at in bring it on it's like more of a personal and like heartbreakingly true way that um kids talk to each other and like kind of um making that seem like it's okay to talk to other um you know students and and friends like they were talking to them you know it's one's more like big picture terrible this was kind of like on a personal level just awful it was a fucked up thing that we could identify with yeah exactly it was it it, it, the the casual callousness which with with which people treat each other Mm -hmm. it's most especially in the circumstances of friendships is is kind of what we saw in this movie and then knee-jerk felt nauseous about because what we remembered Mm -hmm. in thinking about this movie was the fact that hey you've got privileged white motherfuckers with one person of color on their 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 cheer team and it turns out they're the bad guys that they're your main protagonists and i think you're supposed to want the best for them but turns out they've been stealing all of their routines from the poor school with the mostly people of color cheer team. Right. When they find out about it, they decide not to do anything about it. Then they get called out by that team. Yep. Then they decide to do something underhanded about it. Mm -hmm. Pay somebody for a routine. Yep. Then they get fucking caught doing that shit. Mm -hmm. So then they actually have to make something original and work hard. Right. And then they fucking lose anyway. They lose anyway, which was which was a nice twist. Like, I really wish this movie was about um, Gabrielle Union and the Clovers, but absolutely. Or, or it was kind of about them, but I wish it followed them. Exactly. I I do not care for our our main protagonists. I don't give a shit about their lives or their trials or tribulations or their successes and failures. What I care about is the... F- Actually, I do compare, care about their successes and failures. I care that they failed. Mm-hmm. And I liked that that happened. Yep. And Agreed. I liked that they're... So, you know, you have your plucky heroine of Kirsten Dunst. And, oh, she doesn't know that they're bad guys. And now that she's in charge, she's going to run it well. Except, ah, it's going to be really too hard to run it the right way. So let's make a mistake. And then make another mistake. And then make another mm-hmm. mistake. But I'm plucky and I still have a love interest. And here's Eliza Dushku. Wishing for me to be better, but then immediately capitulating as soon as it gets hard to try and be better. Yeah. So it's, and I and I like Eliza Dushku. She's oh, great. great. She's great. Kristen Dunst acts through her eyebrows this entire movie. Like everything oh God, is like yeah. so serious, and like she tilts her head down, and so she's always looking up through her eyebrows in this like overly serious, but like acting way, perky, it's, look at me, cute kind oof. of way. It's a combination. It's. It's a, it is a it's a whole lot. This movie in general is a whole lot. And yeah. we knew that going in. We knew that. And like but I in my brain it was like a fun silly thing where like the 
people who like you're focused on in the movie who are quote unquote supposed to win don't win and that makes it kind of different and interesting and right because they shouldn't win and they have no real right to win they don't despite the fact that they keep saying they have a right to win and that they're these great champions but it turns out that any of their victories were actually stolen literally off the hard Mm -hmm. work of poor people of color yes and so it's it's that there's not really a reckoning with that nor are there real consequences or stakes for the rich people but there is there are a couple of good moments not not just the fact that they lose but there's another solid moment in which, oh, you know, they make it to the finals because they're grandfathered in, not really thinking about the fact that the only reason they're grandfathered in is based on the theft of mm-hmm. the work of people of color. But they find out, oh, the poor team, the Clovers, they, they couldn't raise the money to make it to the national competition. Well, we're not the best if we don't beat the best. Yeah. So we got to make sure they get there. Mm-hmm. Lot to unpack in that bullshit logic there, but whatever. So Kirsten Dunst convinces her father to to sponsor the poor team. And she yep. shows up with a check and says, you know, we, we need you to be there. This isn't guilt. This is so that we can beat you. And Gabrielle Union's like, fuck you. This is mm-hmm. pure fucking guilt. Yep. I don't yep. need your help. I don't want your guilt. And I'm not going to make you feel better by taking this money. We will yep. get there on our own. And this is like, I am not going to help you deal with your little white girl tension yep back the fuck off yep which was great it was great which was great it's a great moment like the the Mm -hmm. fact that that moment exists in this stupid fluff piece movie that is very confusing it it seems to simultaneously be mocking cheerleaders while also like showing that they're really gymnasts and working their asses off yeah it is it is it is an interesting dichotomy but to have that moment, to have that, like, they don't give you the catharsis of Kirsten right. Dunst being the good the, guy. Oh, right. she's trying to do the right thing. It's just kind of throwing it like, no, this isn't about us. This is yeah. about you, white girl. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so that's that's what I remembered. Yeah. What did I forget about, Megan? Oh, boy, Amber. I mean, not forget about, but I guess downplay in my brain because yeah. I'd internalized so much homophobia over like a lifetime of fucking high school and elementary school that, fuck, yeah, no. Yeah, this is the part where we were like, okay, we can't do this movie. So, okay, we've got Eliza Dushku and they're, they're traveling in the car with uh, Kirsten Dunst and two male cheerleaders. And they're having a conversation that... Essentially, what Eliza Dushku is trying to ask is if either one of them is gay. What she asks uses the F word and makes light of the fact that, um, you know, male cheerleaders are often viewed as gay and then asks about the female cheerleaders. And it's just using all kinds of slurs and like laughing about it. And in my like adolescent brain i was like oh she's really accepting like when i watched this movie you know in 2000 i was like oh she's really accepting she's like making light of this and like and like asking because she cares and like she's not like hitting them or like being mean to them she's just kind of making it fun it wasn't fun amber it is like the casual you know homophobia that you know, me and a lot of people internalize and think we're not worth more than that. 
from like people we are thinking are our friends. Exactly. When the very fact that you had, I suppose you're making the assumption, I, I, I as a viewer, are making the assumption that Eliza Dushku is herself, like her character is supposed yes. to be het. Right. She's very clearly intended to be cis. Mm -hmm. And here you have her just directly asking someone she has known for a very short period of time what their sexu sexuality is, mm -hmm. using the worst slur that she really could use, mm -hmm. but doing it in such a friendly way. Like, I'm, I'm your friend. Oh, do you, do, are, are you this? Oh my God. And what about you? Are you this? Oh, that's so great. It's so great that we're all just talking about her. Except, except that she wasn't. She volunteered no, no information. You, you assume she's het because she doesn't she, then she volunteer. Doesn't say it. Yeah. Exactly. And so it, it well, it's, it's just a given that of course she's heterosexual. <laughs> like, if, right. and that's, she's normal. She's asking about, you know, the others in the car, yeah. but she's doing it in just this super friendly and inclusive way, right? Mm -hmm. Like it, it's not mm -hmm. as though mm -hmm. she's interrogating something because, and, and in, in the process of doing it, othering it, and even in the language that she's using, because earlier in the film, you have the hateful football playing jocks yeah. using that same word mm -hmm. for the same purchase. And then and then using the word that she uses for lesbians, yep. like against her her to weaponize it against her right. to other and hate on her so the word yeah. is used like those two words are used in their hateful form in the same film which is yeah, hard. earlier like 20 minutes earlier yeah but then you have them used in the friend context mm -hmm. and it is you're exactly right i mean that is the kind of fucked up like violence you internalize mm -hmm. in situations where you have people accepting you mm-hmm by othering you right right and by ultimately like it is the it is it is it is clearly the best you can get in that situation is what you 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 come to the conclusion of like but they're being nice to me about it right they're using mm -hmm. a friendly tone and they don't hate me right. and they're still and they're talking not, to me they're still they, they want to talk to me again and and you're right they're not hitting me mm -hmm. so clearly this is friendship and this is what i deserve right and so you internalize that that's what you're worth. You are worth, quote unquote, friends who um, make light of your sexuality or your maybe your sexual orientation or, you know, whatever it is. And you're going to deal with them because they are nicer to you than anybody else is being. And then you think in your mind, this is what I'm worth. I'm different. I deserve to be made fun of. I deserve these things in my life. Which the the male cheerleaders were already saying that like they didn't feel good because the football team dudes were making fun of them because they said that they were, you know, said that the cheerleaders were gay. Like they'd already said that this was an issue for them. It's and they were they had literally just said it in mm -hmm. that moment when yeah. Eliza Dushu's character as the friend immediately ask them what their sexual orientation is. Right. So let me ask you about it. Like, So let me directly ask you about it. Okay. I just said that this hurts my feelings and now you're just going to... Okay. I've known you for like three seconds. Like maybe you could chill mm -hmm. on mm -hmm. that. Or maybe you could identify yourself and ask rather than assuming or... Ugh, mm -hmm. It's just... Volunteer information and then <sighs> use that to invite someone else to vote like it yeah. was it was it was the epitome of the the best conversation you could hope for when we were growing up yeah 
I mean, it, it <laughs> yeah. And I don't want to dwell on this too much because I do want to get to the, the the fun movie we did watch. But then there's also like, oh God, I don't even know we should talk about this on the podcast. But there's a male cheerleader dude who, what oh, his Jesus. thing is, is he fingers the women who he's holding up and rapes them in front of everybody. But it's okay. She thought it was funny. It's a silly, funny joke because she's, you know, kind of maybe a little bit into it, even though she's super, super. Oh, my God. Yeah. Yeah. Up. He is just verbally abusive and disgusting mm-hmm. the entire time. The entire time. Just sexualizing every single female shaped object around mm-hmm. him. It is. Yep. It is. It is. It is a very hard watch. It is a very hard watch. And it. I think it's. It's especially hard because you have these hardcore, not okay moments, but there aren't a ton of them. Mm-hmm. And they're sprinkled in around so much fluff. Yep. Yep. And so much ridiculousness that it is, it's, it, it is, it's, it's that, it's that same moment. It is, it mm-hmm. is that abusive friendship with yeah. that. It is bring it on is the abusive friendship with the ultimately homophobic and racist person. But they're kind of the only one who's ever really been nice to you. And they're they're the only one who actually really wants to talk about these things. Mm -hmm. So that's better, right? That's better, right? That's better, Mm -hmm. right? Like, this is Mm -hmm. good. And this is the best I can do. And so, like, I'm going to internalize all of this. And this is good. Like, I'm I'm feeling really bad about myself. But, like, at least I have a friend. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. It really did leave me with a, like, yucky feeling after we finished watching it. Like, ugh. Like, I remember that feeling from high school. I remember. I remember that. Mm-hmm. There was Didn't part of what good. made every day the worst day of my life. Mm-hmm. Yep. So yeah, not to dwell on it, but it seemed, again, like with Con Air, kind of important to be like, oh yeah, this movie's going to be fun. Oh no. no, it's super, super not. No, it's hard to finish. It really was. It made me so sad. Mm-hmm. So bring it on. No, no, no. And it got very similar reviews to yeah, Journey to the Center of the Earth. The the fluffy. Nothing that happened movie. Mm-hmm. Of course, I i mean, I'm sure there must be someone who wrote about what happens in this movie, but it's certainly not in the blurbs from the critics. No, no, the critics did not address that even remotely. It was all about how it was fluffy and not, you know. And they, they, they actually, Rotten Tomato gave Bring It On slightly higher reviews than Journey to the Center of the Earth. Oh. Without bringing up any of the problematic shit, the highly well. upsetting why would it? It's not yeah. problematic to them. Yeah. Most of them are cis white dudes. Yeah. Who just loved Kirsten's performance. Yeah. And the tight sweaters and the short skirts. Mm, ick. Uh, but that's not the movie we're really talking about here today. That's a cautionary tale that we had to bring mm-hmm. up in yep. case you yourselves remember feeling fondly about it. Exactly. Amber, let's get away from this critics' corner. Let's do something that feels me a less, which fills me with less ickiness inside. Yeah, 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 yeah. Don't worry. This time I dug a hole, uh-huh. and then like, so we're just we're gonna climb out of it, and then yes. we're just gonna gonna Perfect. drop a firebomb down there and just cool. cleanse it. Just as, cleanse as, it. Like as in we were in the center of the earth, and now we're climbing out of. We, we like are climbing, we're, we're, we're geysering out of the oh, center of good. the earth where Beautiful. we left just a whole bunch of shit that will be cleansed by, by incinerated. a incinerated lava yeah. fire. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. Yeah. 
Oh, man, I love how you brought it back around. Thank you. So we've got Brandon Fraser playing Trevor, who's a Bostonian volcanologist. Volcanologist? Yeah. Vulcanologist? Vulcanologist. He studies Vulcans. Vulcans, yes. Mm -hmm. Um, And he's not only that, Amber, but he is also a jack of all trades. And he knows everything from, like, dirt sediment to dinosaur bones to, like, ancient bird bones that he's seen in museums and can identify them even though they now have flesh on them and feathers everybody knows that volcanologists have to be jacks of all trades it's not just about the volcanoes megan they're also Mm. geologists and fossilologists and ornithologists yeah i know ornithological fossilologists Mm -hmm. and they they know everything about physics and geometry, and mm-hmm. they can do all the things. Oh, and elements, for, yeah, and mm-hmm. el- all the elements, and, flammable and, ones, and also Jules Verne. They they also read lots of lots of books. Yeah, and and also they know how to hire the best mountain guides in the world. Ah, uh, best mountain guide in the world. So we've got the um, unlikely couple of couple couple of people. I don't want to say couple. Um, two people. Brendan Fraser and uh, his nephew, uh, Sean, who's played by Josh Hutcherson. And essentially, um, Brendan Fraser's brother, who is also Josh Hutcherson's dad, has disappeared. Um, disappeared like 10 years ago or something like that, when this boy was really little. And um, they both feel that, but they also both have not spent a ton of time together. Um, and... Josh Hutchinson is dropped off with Brendan Fraser for 10 days while uh, Josh's mom is, I guess, moving to Canada and getting things in order. And like, uh, anyway, he's yeah. he's she visiting. Doesn't, she doesn't she doesn't want a preteen boy underfoot while she's moving to another country. Right. Yeah. So it's it's vacation time with uncle, the uncle that you haven't seen for a very long time. And it's awkward for about three minutes until Brendan Fraser decides to take his nephew to him to Iceland. Well, okay. Okay. To be fair, uh-huh. first there's like the discovering something interesting is happening together phase. Yes, you're you right. You know? They it, bond. It, the mystery brings them together. You know, first we have the separate sad soul of Brendan Fraser. We, we, we are first introduced to him through his morning routine that we are way too close to i don't need to be in the sink when he spits into it that's not something i wanted for myself <gasps> amber both of the movies we've watched had toothpaste spitting into sink oh, scenes yeah. what the fuck extended was that ones what is that bullshit like at least the brendan fraser one was fairly fast the, the fucking one in bring it on was like a flirt it was a flirting between scene? Kristen dunce and elijah duskew's brother and they were both spitting into the sink after brushing their teeth and they like did it 14 times anyway i've never seen i i brush my teeth and then i spit out the stuff i don't brush a couple times then spit then brush a couple times and spit then and then significantly glance at the person next to me because this is the sexiest thing that's ever happened to both of us isn't it oh baby i'm so hot right now with your fucking oral hygiene and spitting yeah they did not brush for two minutes but anyway oh yeah not good oral oral hygiene it's terrible oral hygiene yeah. Moving on. Yes. Brendan Fraser then mm-hmm. drives the wrong way down a one-way street on his bike. Yep. But seems upset when a car almost hits him. So he's he, he's so far he's running his life like an asshole. Then we get to him yes. teaching in the classroom. Mm-hmm. 
Megan, as as a as an educator yourself mm-hmm. of college age students, sure. What was your response to his 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 educator style? Um, it wasn't great. He seemed to be super done, like uninterested in his students or what he was saying. That's not the word you used. What did I say? You run your classroom like an asshole. <laughs> oh yeah, I did say that. <laughs> <laughs> this happens when you run your classroom like an asshole. <laughs> yes, I said, oh man, there's people answering phones and just dicking around. And yeah, you said this is what happens when you run your classroom like an asshole. <laughs> wow, that's uh, I'm pretty judgmental, aren't I? <laughs> I mean, not really. He was not running his classroom well. I mean, I've had a moderate amount of college age teaching experience. And yeah, he was doing a very bad job. <laughs> blame it on the kids yeah he did he did not he did not care he was showing a movie and in the goofs of this of, of this movie they said that he was uh he was talking about pangea and he was actually running the tape backwards it was like when he was talking about it he was talking about it as if it was splitting up but it's actually coming back together anyway he's very good at his job goof a goof uh, and then he's in his lab which isn't going well and then seth myers shows up yeah, comedy relief of I'm taking your office from you. Because you're unsuccessful. Because mm-hmm. your brother's life's work is falling apart and you're bad at your job and blah, 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 blah. And then your mm-hmm. nephew doesn't really care about you. He just wants to play his PSP, drink Mountain Dew, and watch Family Guy. Yep. But then he entices him with yo-yos and his father's old copy of Journey to the Center of the Earth. Mm-hmm. But Megan, written in the margins... What are these numbers? <gasps> They're the same numbers as the bullshit he was looking at on his uh, uh, screen on his computer in his lab. To the, the si- lab! Th- with the my seismic. Nephew. The seismic, Ex- Amber. The seismic stuff. And then it turns out it's all the same as it was 10 years ago, as written in his brother's book. And then, oh, oh, a seismic something or other has gone active in Iceland. <gasps> we better investigate. And I yes. better bring my 13 year old nephew. <laughs> Yes. To Iceland. Do you know how expensive that is? Shit. Don't worry. He has a bunch of jars of coins that he has saved up. Oh, my God. Yeah, the whole... (laughs) This came up several times where he... So we see Brendan Fraser put coins in these, like, four huge coin jars he has. And then he apparently financed this whole thing with all those coins, Amber. The trip to Iceland, hiring the best mountaineering guide there is. Yeah, she's... 500 kronigs an hour it's 30 that's uh 65 dollars an hour amber mm-hmm. she's worth more than that she's worth more than that for sure yeah so they find hannah they they go investigating and they find hannah whose dad was also what they call a vernian which is somebody who believes that jules verne was writing from either experience or somebody else had done these things and he was like taking down their stories that that the stuff in the books is true exactly and brendan fraser did not know his brother was a vernian mm-hmm. hannah is not pleased that her father who who died uh, i assume a crackpot was a vernian mm-hmm. yep uh, but she agrees to take them to the seismic thingy in in iceland yes yes which she does and they like climb all day and night or it's all day it's just all day. And then there's yeah. a storm, Megan. Mm-hmm. There's a storm. Yep. 
and uh, the this this the seismic instrument that um, Brendan Fraser's brother left there starts attracting the lightning and uh, essentially hits um, the lightning hits nearby the cave that they're hiding in in such a way that it um, it traps them in. So now they're inside a mountain amber. Ugh, what are they going to do? What are they going to do? Well, thankfully, the most prepared mountain guide in the world always has plenty of rope and protein bars and flashlights and headlamps and flares. Yes. Yes. And glow sticks. She Mm -hmm. has so many sources of light. Woman is ready to fucking rumble. Yeah, she let's go. (laughs) Let's fucking go. And informs them that they are still on the clock. Oh, yeah. Why wouldn't they be? (laughs) Jesus Christ. (laughs) So good. Blah, blah, blah. Oh, let's, oh, it's a mine. So let's go down. And then, oh, let's let's get on this mine cart. That ends well. Yay. And oh, there's a hole here. So let's walk over here. Oh, my God. Priceless gems all around us. Oh, it's a volcanic tube. Just like my brother and I theorized. I bet this could go all the way to the, oh, no, the ground underneath us is cracking yeah yep and they fall amber they fall for i don't know two days yeah long enough to kind of get used to it and just start fucking talking at terminal velocity yeah just for chats there's the screaming and then there's Mm -hmm. the chats and then there's the "Uh oh we might be dashed on rocks and then they kind of get over that too because you, you can only fall and stay freaked out for so long i guess yeah. I mean, and then they, they hypothesize, like, what's the best case scenario? And that is that this tube um, that goes so far down eventually gets water in it and it, beca- and it, like, narrows at a gradual angle such that it's a water slide instead of a, you know, spike trap at the bottom. Exactly. Thank goodness it was the latter. I mean, it could have been a funnier movie if it wasn't. <laughs> and splat and credits. <laughs> ooh, ooh, Okay. Okay, mm-hmm. in, in my version of this, yes. yes, it's the spike trap. But Hannah rides Brendan Fraser down like a surfboard, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. then he gets impaled, but yes. she's fine, and she hops off him. And then it's her surviving under the earth. See, Amber, that wouldn't have been exciting, though, because she would have been out in like 14 minutes. You make a valid point. She had some serious dead weight. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's... That's not, we perceive them as deadweight, but Jack of all trades, Brendan Fraser, is apparently very good at raft building and orienteering and, yeah, prehistoric Mm -hmm. plant and animal life. He punches some carnivorous plants at some point. He's really good at that. Yeah, that was kind of delightful. Built a, built a a sailing raft. Mm -hmm. Uh, Is good at, good at fish baseball. Yes, all of those, all of these things are true. So Amber, you have mentioned um, some of those things. Um, like the fish baseball, which, um, because remember, this is a 3D movie. Um, we get fish in our face. We get the flashlights in our face. Um, the yo-yo, the mine cart you talked about, um, the parachute, water, birds, um, knives, dinosaur saliva, grapes. Um, so Amber, I want to ask you a question. Yes, Megan. What was your favorite 3D thing that got shoved in your face? Brendan Fraser's dick. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. Are you? This was a PG, maybe a PG-13 movie. Obviously, there were no phalluses. Certainly PG, not three-dimensional yes. phalluses. Mm-hmm. What was my favorite 3D thing? Hmm. Yeah. Hmm. Hmm. 
Megan. Hmm. I've got nothing. Um, well, let me tell you mine, and then let me tell you yours, okay? Oh, okay, good. This is actually much easier. I don't know why you didn't start this way. <laughs> mine was they they found these huge-ass dandelions, like with the dandelions bigger uh, than their head, and yes. they blew on them, and then the seeds went blowing in our face. That was mine. That makes yours, sense. Yours happened at the, in the credits. Oh, Jesus. Wait. Was that the, the, the flare thing? Yeah, the dynamite. Oh, jeez. Just the whole end of the credits, there's like dynamite just spitting. It's not it, dynamite. It's a flare. Oh, is it? I think well, it's it actually be, dynamite. It actually might be dynamite. You're probably right. I, I, I don't know why I argue with you. Mm-hmm. Eh, habit. Yeah. Boredom. Mm. It was probably dynamite, people. Yeah. Just, just, just listen to Megan. Yep. And then it blew up at the very end. It blew up like the last thing the credits said, and then those blew into our face. Okay, yeah, yeah, that's fair. That's fair. All right, yep, 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 yep. Cool. Glad I asked. (laughs) (laughs) For some reason, at the beginning of the movie, uh, Brendan Fraser has, I guess, a prophetic dream of the past Mm -hmm. or some such, where he sees sees his brother running across this subterranean landscape lit by lava as he's chased by a tyrannosaurus rex mm-hmm. sure why not and then, then he sees his brother screaming as the tyrannosaurus rex tries to bite him or no 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 he he jumps across the chasm that's filled with lava but oh he, he doesn't make it and he falls into the lava ah and then yeah. brendan fraser wakes up yeah so it turns out that apparently must have happened in, in some form or another because of mm-hmm. course as, as they're down under the earth they find his brother's remains. Right. So so his brother had actually disappeared 10 years into this very place. He found it too, Amber. Oh, no. He found it too, Megan. Mm-hmm. My favorite part of this movie is that in, in finding his corpse, they, they find it near what must have been his camp. And, and, and before that, someone else's camp. There, there's, there's old-timey explorer stuff there. So obviously that must be where Jules Verne's book came from. Mm-hmm. Then there's also a Nalgene and newer stuff. So yeah, labeled they presume, Max. Mm-hmm. They presume it's his camp. They find his corpse. They bury his corpse. And then they find a note addressed mm-hmm. to his young son. Yeah. That explains how much he regrets pursuing this course. Yeah. He is just so cool that all of this is real and it's beautiful to see. And you know what? I would fucking trade it all for another minute with you. I yep. wish I could watch you grow up. My life's work is just... I regret every every moment of it. I, mm-hmm. I have nothing but regrets, and I died with all of them. Yep. Alone. Yep. In this terrible with place. With dinosaurs. Maybe being boiled alive in, like, an oven-like place. Yeah. Yes, that's, that is the, the, the... Essentially, the ticking clock is, ooh, look, magical place. Oh, look at all these things. And, oh, it's probably also got the dangerous stuff from the book. But let's not worry about that, because the temperature is rising. It'll reach 200 degrees, and we'll cook alive if we're still down here. Mm-hmm. Which it seemed they seem to be saying that went in some a, a cyclical cycle, and that's what Max died of ten years ago. But there's also like there's birds and there's Tyrannosaurus how rexes and there's that ferns. The cooking, yeah. That how would anything come back and like evolve enough to co- live long enough to be back in ten years? That makes zero sense. Yeah, well, you know, it's not like they're trying to make it all about science, so. We don't yeah, have to worry about these good things. Good point, Amber. But I, I love, so for both that they find this this note of like, oh man, I regret my life. Mm-hmm. 
But in order for his son to be able to read that note, he has mm-hmm. to follow in his father's footsteps. Yes. Yep. I, I only hope that maybe one day you'll arrive at the same exact place with the same regrets that I have. Yeah, and die being burned alive. Anyway, son, I'm <laughs> I mean, sure you're a good man. Obviously, it was an exercise in just, you know, being able to say goodbye. He didn't expect his son to actually find it. But on sure. the off chance that he did, the message is, I regret everything. Mm-hmm. Yep. I, I can only hope that you do too now? Yeah. Um. Yeah. Bye, son. Bye, son. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Great. I also did, I did enjoy Brendan Fraser fighting CGI carnivorous plants. Was, yes. That was, was fantastic. Um, he, one of them pulls off one of his shirt sleeves and at the end of the big fight, he no look punches the last one that's sneaking up on him and then rips off his second shirt sleeve just to have matchies, Amber. Yeah, it, that, that played well for me. That played well for, for goofy, goofy Brendan Fraser style laughs. Mm-hmm. I, I have always been fond of Brendan Fraser is that kind of oddly appealing, basically action star, but galoof guy, as you know, from yeah. our stint in, in the mummy catastrophes. Yeah, I, yeah, I totally agree. I he think was, there was, there was, was enough of delight. that. Exactly. There's enough of that to keep me entertained. Sure, it was aimed at middle schoolers, but there's one of those inside of me still. God help me. It. I don't think it will ever die. Yeah, yeah. I hope not. This podcast would die with it. Oh, God, is that the best part of me? That's grim. <laughs> Anywho, uh, my, my last favorite part of this movie sure. was watching you mm-hmm. react to the jumping puzzle. Oh, I was just going to talk about the jumping puzzle, Amber. Oh, boy. Oh, I'm getting sweaty hands just thinking about it. I hate jumping puzzles, everyone. I hate them so much. Keep in mind that Megan's idea of a jumping puzzle is having to jump more than two or three times to reach a goal. This one was a real ass jumping puzzle, though. Oh, it, it definitely was. I understand. It's I'm just I'm just saying when we're playing video games, basically any sometimes level of jumping. steps. Yeah, sometimes steps are jumping puzzles. I get it. I understand what I do. Um, so at some point, um, Josh Hudson Hutcherson gets separated from the two adults. And the two adults, by the way, just go on and they're like, he's smart. He'll get there. Fuck it. And <laughs> we're all going to cook either way. So I guess we got to keep moving So forward. let's go. He knows to head south. Um, and he finds uh, a magnetic, a, a magnetic field with floating rocks in it and he has to jump from rock to rock now keeping in mind he's being guided by a glowing bird that apparently is super benevolent and also understands his goals Uh, yes exactly he's being led by this bird and this bird might be my second favorite part of the movie because this little kid is jumping from rock to rock and the rocks kind of move when he you know jumps on them they you know they slide and they 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 dip a little bit and then one of them at the kind of near the end he gets on it in such a way that it actually starts flipping end over end this rock. It's kind of in the middle of the air and, and he has to just hold on. And Amber, what does that bird do? That bird droops its head and shakes it with sad weariness. I'm about to watch this little boy die. Sad judgment like that I bird. invested a lot of time and effort in this little shit and he's just gonna w- drop into this chasm? Fuck! Fuck, after all of this, we're almost there. Oh yeah, it was it was it was great. That, Thank you, CGI bird. That judgy bird was that was a judgy ass bird. Fantastic. 
I like that while flipping, somehow he realized how judgy the bird was being. From its, he's like, it is a lot harder when you can't fly. Yeah, it fucking is. Call that bird out for his yeah, shit. You tell that bird. Glowy ass bird. Glowy ass bird. Thank you so goddamn special. <laughs> I can fly. You're underground. Who the fuck needs to fly underground? Glowy ass bird who actually makes the journey with um, Josh up to the very um, surface and lives in his pocket, I guess now. Until it apparently pieces out on him at the very end. Mm-hmm. Yep. I'm free! I'm free, motherfucker! Free to spread destruction on the surface world! <laughs> Here comes some ancient fucking germs right at ya. <laughs> yeah. So, Amber, let's talk about the end. How they get... I mean, you already kind of, uh, uh, you know, foreshadowed how they get out of here. Um, oh, you mean the pure, raw science they use to mm-hmm. escape their predicament? Yeah, it's all science all the way down. Yep. Oh, it yep. Is, is science all the way up, you mean? I, oh, ho, 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 her, her, her. Um, so, <laughs> um, Brendan Fraser and Josh Hutchinson have found each other, but, um, gosh, Amber, they could really use a boat to get down this river to get to the geyser that's going to take them back up to the surface. They need a goddamn boat. They don't have a goddamn boat, Megan. They're fucked. Until the best mountaineering guide on the planet um, comes down the river um, riding in an um, upside-down Tyrannosaurus Rex skull and uh, using it as a boat and offers them a ride because mm-hmm. she is the fucking best. And I love that she knows she is the fucking best. Like, she is not, she's not overdoing. She's not overhyping her awesomeness. It's just this casual kind of being like, I know. What's up? Yep. You live because of me. Yeah. You're welcome. You're welcome. I did this. Mm-hmm. Yes, I made an oar. What? I came and mm-hmm. found you. Here's the boat. Let's go. You want to know how I lifted this entire skull by myself and put it in the water? You don't have to wonder. Just drink it in, bitches. Just know that I did because I'm the best guide. You owe me so much money. Mm-hmm. Yes. You owe me your lives. Mm-hmm. And it's a good thing that... uh <laughs> Josh Hutcherson picks up um, some diamonds, you know, they caused them to, you know, plummet to their almost death. But he did get some diamonds to pay um, to pay her mountaineering um, bill. That is probably very, very good thinking because she could have I mean, she owned them. She I think she still owes them, owns them without without mm-hmm. the diamonds. Yeah. How, I mean, how much are their lives worthy worth? Yeah, it's a good point, Ember. More than a handful of diamonds. Yeah. So um, they they ride this uh, skull to the end of the river where they find the lava tube that's going to be a geyser and like, you know, bring them up to the surface, except all the water's gone, Amber. No, it evaporated hours ago, Megan. Man, they missed the ride. No, they're going to die with the lava and it's rising and the death and the sadness. Mm -hmm. Except that, of course, Brendan Fraser, who's a... um, uh, a genius when it also comes to different types of elements found out there's magnesium that runs in veins along the um, the walls of this place and uh, he accidentally set it on fire earlier. This time though he realizes because the wall is cool that there's water on the other side of the wall and now he needs to blow up the magnesium so that it busts through the wall so the water can come in to the lava tube so that it can create steam so that it can push the skull that's um, they're all riding in uh, up like uh, some sort of um, elevator skull skull elevator um, and out of the lava tube and down 
into the real world again. Oh, the science makes me so hard. Yes. <laughs> also, points for Skullivator. Uh, thank you very much. I appreciate that. Um, and then he does. It's touch and go there, but he does. He does yeah, do have it. Because the magnesium's wet. You know, oh no, I have to get lower. Get lower. Get lower. Uh, he's low, dangling low, a, low, above low, the, low. the lava, but it's always still wet. So he has to throw the last flare. And oh, 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 it doesn't catch. Oh, but then he does. <gasps> dun, dun, oh. dun. Oh. And then the water, and then the steam, and then they should be dead. And then they should be dead. Apparently, um, <laughs> the thing that I read um, on on the IMDb was that the G-force alone should have made them into uh, pancake smears, and the um, temperature of the steam should have boiled them alive. So, you know, double dead. They would have been boiling pancake smears. Mm-hmm. What a horrific thing to find in your vineyard. Yeah. They pop up in a vineyard where we get the grapes thrown at us through D-like. Yeah, you wondered where those grapes were coming from. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's right. Vineyard. That's where. They went from Iceland to Italy because mm-hmm. Mount Vesuvius. Yes, which is where they came out, which must be very confusing on their passports because they never checked out of Iceland and now they're in Italy. Hope they kept those passports in the nephew's backpack. Oof. I think this was the only one that survived. Yeah. I don't know how you explain that. I guess you show them the the dinosaur skull? Yep. (laughs) Here, this is what happened. Pure and simple. Um, Yeah, that's the movie, Amber. Yeah, that's fair. I I think we did a good job. Where'd you go? What did you think of it? On the rock scale. Regrettable, outstanding, craze balls or K? Craze balls. Yeah, it's craze balls. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm not feeling that way about the movie. I just, I want you to know that that tone was entirely about the scale. Oh, thank you. Thank you, Amber. Yeah, this was fun. It was fun. K-craze balls. Yeah, it wasn't like the most craze ballsist, but like it was a welcome retreat from the horrors of Bring It On. The worst thing that happened was Josh Hutcherson calling dibs on the guide. Uh, Yeah, that was a little weird. He's 13 and he's calling dibs on her. So that's gross. But she also hears him and makes makes fun of them later so maybe that i don't know it's not great but it's not you know horrific fluffy light mm-hmm. and good for the children's yeah speaking of children's amber do you have an abby story megan i do so when i was um dropping abby off um with her dad um we were meeting and um dan was gonna pick up some food and we had a picnic outside and um, Dan was calling for my order, and I was telling him um, that I wanted a chicken sandwich and I wanted extra pickles. Um, and as I was kind of giving him my order, um, Abby was in the back, and she said, "Excuse me, Maggie. It sounds like you really like pickles." Good follow-up question. Yeah. Good noticing things. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it was just adorable. And she's correct. And she's you correct. Really I, like I do really like pickles. Well done yep. all around. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Did you get the extra pickles, just to be clear? Um, I did get the extra pickles, Amber. Oh, man, that is a, that's a successful encounter. It's a beautiful story, right? It really is. Mm-hmm. Thank you for sharing that. You're welcome. Amber, do you have a recommendation? Yeah, sure. Why the fuck not? Why wouldn't I? I, I always have, have recommendations. I'm always prepared, and Muppet is not growling behind me. And that's, uh, this is all the truth. My recommendation is I started watching Harley Quinn. Oh. The, the 2019 animated yes animated show 
because mm-hmm. HBO Max exists and I have mm-hmm. access to it through through my mom's cable because that's just how life is, people. Yep. And, and I saw it and I was like, oh, I read about this on maybe Polygon or possibly AV Club. I don't remember. Maybe both. I can't. Details are so hard. Mm-hmm. But it is, 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 it's pretty fun. It's, it's pretty funny. It's, it's very violent, um, very vulgar, a lot of fucks. It's definitely for adults. Mm-hmm. Uh, a lot of death and dismemberment and blood. Um, but I feel like just enough, you know, like it's not, it's not going for super gross out. It's, it's, it amuses me. It amuses me on a level of psychotic, puckish, mischievous violence and like, you know, going for the low hanging fruit jokes, but in a way that I find satisfying because I don't always need just super cleverness directed at my brain part. I appreciate cleverness, but sometimes I also appreciate just making funny shark jokes. Yeah. You know, or like dick jokes or just kneecapping a rich white guy who exploits poor people. That's just, that's just funny to me sometimes. That's just fun. I, I, I am lowbrow, probably 80% lowbrow. Mm-hmm. Great. So I, I'm only, I'm not even through the first season, but it is, it is entertaining me mm-hmm. with the violence and the humor and the, just the craziness, just the absolute bazonkers craziness that happens from time to time when you follow the joker's girlfriend after she decides to screw that guy and to start villainousing on her own good yeah the the hard thing about harley quinn is sometimes her just like enamoredness with the joker when he's just an abusive asshole to her exactly and this is in theory that sort of moment of of break she's still a little like fixated on him and like showing her how good she's living her life now you know in this season I feel like it's supposed to be like a transition between like true pulling out of that relationship. Mm-hmm. I don't really know. I'm, I, I'm not going for a deep analysis necessarily, but it is it is not post Joker, but it is post obsession with Joker. Yeah. Excellent. Hmm. And the guys are all dicks, pretty much. Mm. That makes sense. That tracks. Yeah, totally. Poison Ivy is probably the best part of it. She usually is. Yeah. Megan, do you have a recommendation? I do, Amber. Um, I uh, ended up watching Old Guard on Netflix. It's a movie with uh, Charlize Theron, um, Kiki Lane, um, Chiwetel Ejiofor, a um, bunch, of, bunch of fun people. Um, and it is essentially about um, immortals who find another immortal and um, have to kind of hide their immortality slash kind of get this new immortal um we learn about you know their their immortalness and and they try to like they're like secret superheroes essentially um yeah it's not like fantastic but it's it's good yeah and it has yeah did you watch it no 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 i I, I, it, it is in my list i heard it was pretty good I heard, you know, you've got, you got lots of POCs. You've got, at the very least, clear characters. Uh, and uh, it's a decent story, I think, based on a graphic novel. Exactly. Um, yep, you've got a um, uh, a gay couple who um, who are great. Yeah, it's good. It's very good. Ooh, and if they're immortal, I suppose you can't do the barrier gaze thing. Um, <laughs> they tried, but then they didn't. So that was good. I was pleased by that. <laughs> <laughs> spoiler alert uh yeah uh, yeah i was worried for quite a bit and then understandable yeah. yep excellent so amber i want to close how i no. always do no, by yeah, saying 
Do you want to, but do you need to? And do you have to? And should you? Let's let's ask the real question. Should you? I do should. Good sentence. <laughs> Thank you. I'm very articulate. Amber, there will always be rocks in the road ahead of us. They will be stumbling blocks or stepping stones. It all depends on how you use them. You don't use rocks as stepping stones on a road. A road is already solid. That That is the dumbest fucking metaphor. I hate it. I hate you don't. It, rocks on a road are never good. You, there's not a bonus to like, hey, yay, there's a bunch of rocks on this road. Hooray. I can now use them as stepping stones so that I don't step in the other dirt. The fuck? No. Bye, Amber. Bye, Megan. Bye.